you are on the Sith List. Welcome to the first Sith List podcast. Your host here, Raj Lachai and Carlos Arguello. And we're going to break down the wonderful world of nerds. And here we go. Gentlemen, we are tonight's entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 200 of The Sith List. We made it to 200. I'm your host, Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening, the young, the restless, the bearded one, the man who started episode number one with me, Mr. Carlos. Buarguayo. The man we call Crunch Crunch, Hazelnuts. I got all kinds of words, but I'm going to hold them for later. Mr. Lesses. You're really going to hold them? You're going to hold my nuts? Oh. oh, it's already there. We're already at nicely oh, cupped. Okay. Yeah. Nicely cupped. There we go. I walked into that. Nicely one. cupped. <laughs> the man we call King Tom, the king of all pods, the man who made an extra effort to be here. We really appreciate it. He is his background is in a hotel room with the uh, rules. You know, this funny, those rules in the back of those doors in the hotel rooms always inflate the prices like by 300%. <laughs> Even if you're staying at a Motel 6, it says like it's $1,500 a night. So so what, if it's like a not a safe hotel, it's cheaper? Well, no, they're supposed to tell you how much the hotel room is worth per night on average, but it's always jacked up crazy. On on the on the exit? Thing? On the back of the door. On the what? back of the door, yeah. I've never read that. Right. Is, is, is that in the fine print? Like, if you read this, you get $10,000? That's how much the room is per night. Mr. Tom Chansky, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> I've got my microphone and an ironing board. I have an ice bucket over here. I got a hair dryer right next to me. I'm all set. Hair <laughs> That's why you're the king of all pods. The man we call El Hombre. I usually have a song for this guy, but I figure episode 200, I'm not going to have a song for him. I'm just going to just introduce him like the champion he is. Mr. Eric Struthers. Hey, buddy. I, I miss the song lyrics, but it makes it less awkward when you <laughs> finally get to my last name. And it's Struthers, by the way, but that's cool. <laughs> I, I wanted to do it properly. I wanted to do it properly for 200. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad I did it. Well, we've been on the road here to 200 for a while, and we have been on a countdown. And then for this episode... It's, it's going to be a very special one because we have three guests here and three very, very important people to this podcast. Mr. Johnny Grosso, Mr. Steele Saunders, Mr. Haas Burkhart. Now, we picked these three individuals because 
in my opinion, and Les's and Booze and Eric's and King Tom's, these three have been the most influential to this podcast. Kind of our mentors who we kind of our gave Mount us Rushmore. advice, our Mount Rushmore. There's room for more people. Always. There's only three heads. But please welcome these three amazing guys. How you guys doing? Uh-oh, Johnny's mic's gone. Johnny, your mic's gone. Hey, to answer the question, I'm doing very well, and I'm doing so extra well watching the video of Johnny's mouth moving and no sound coming out. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear yes. you guys. Hey, what's His up? His reaction buddy? is great. Yes, you were. Uh, that was classic. Appreciate you guys being on here. Haas, how you doing, buddy? I'm all right. How are you guys? Congrats on 200. Thanks, man. Thank you. Mr. Grasso, how you doing, my man? I'm well. That was very nice of what you guys said about us, and uh, congratulations on 200. Thank you. We got a lot of shit. We had the countdown from like 195 on. We had Pappas come on on 195, and he was- And he showed up? He did show up. He, he, he tried to sell me that spot, that guest spot. For <laughs> <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah, we've had some great, great guests along the way to this road for 200. And this is going to be a ton of fun, man. And for people that have sent emails and voicemails, we got a ton of them. We really, really appreciate it. But we're not going to play them tonight. <laughs> and we're not going <laughs> to read them tonight. But we're going to dedicate our 201st episode to all the emails, to all the uh, voicemails that we got. We're going to go through them and we're going to listen to them and we're going to have uh, responses. We're going to have a good time. So 201, we're going to play all those. Really, really, really appreciate it. Johnny Grosso, I see that you're standing behind a logo that says Pop Culture Hour. And you have a bunch of pop culture icons back there. There it is. He-Man, Darth Vader, Transformers, Optimus Prime. So a bunch of great stuff. We talked a little bit about this last week with Emily Lindo Lynn. You want to let our listeners know about Rogue One and about how it's transitioning to the pop culture hour. Yeah, so we... um we got a couple new teammates. We got Bill Beck, uh, producer. He runs the YouTube channel, does like a great job making the podcast uh, a visual medium on YouTube. Emily Lind, and then of course, uh, who you already mentioned, Mikey. And, uh, you know, we, we were just kind of like getting burned out and just talking Star Wars all the time, is, is, as all of you guys know, is, is hard sometimes. And we have just so many other interests. And, you know, we just kind of said like, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's just expand it and and just talk about anything and everything. You know, TV, film, art, music, et cetera, food, clothing, et cetera, celebrity gossip, because you know me and my Leo. Oh, okay. Oh, you and your Leo, yes, yes. So uh, the Pop Culture Hour had their first episode, and it's on YouTube and wherever you can find a podcast, and uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, check it out. So not only can you listen to this, you can watch Johnny Grosso's beautiful face. Thank you. It's not even about that. It's Bill Beck is a visual jokester. I I never used to like listen back to Rogue One episodes. Very rarely. Good call. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Set set you up nicely for that one. <laughs> but now he has these jokes, these visual jokes, and they're just hysterical. And and he'll like hound me. He's like, "Did you watch it yet? Did you watch it yet?" And I'm like, "No, not yet." And I'm like, "I'm working." Like. I can't. I don't have time. And then I watch it, and like I'm, I text him, and he's just so funny. So what you're saying is, and, don't listen to the podcast. Just watch it. Yeah, dude. I, to be honest with you, <laughs> you go right to just YouTube, All you right. know, Pop Culture Hour on YouTube, and well, and and you watch it because you get the podcast, 
And then you get like his visual jokes, usually making fun of me, which it just, which is awesome, which is funny. And uh, it's really good. He's doing a great job. And we'll have all those, we'll have all those links, by the way, on the show notes. So just click that, watch Johnny and watch all the great visual jokes and watch Mike and Emily. Steele, how you doing? I'm still recovering from the manifesto that someone called in, in the last episode. That was wild. Oh, the whim. The, the angry voicemail. I listened to it today. Oh, the whim. Yeah, that right, was a, right. that was a happy voice. That was that was usually that's a that's a happy. <laughs> he usually comes harder than that. Really? Yeah. He Man, sent I, us I, he sent us a two hundred. Uh, we'll play it next week, but it's it's a lot nicer than than uh, last week's. Yeah, last week's was rough. Well, maybe it seemed just because um, it's been such a quiet week. Probably just hearing that for me really stirred me up. <laughs> right. Right. It's been pretty chill this week out there in the world. We're, you know, this is our 200th, and I know there's crazy things going on in the world, but I do want to say for the people that have been, we know some people that went out and protest. And by the way, Sal Perales, this guy, he is an angel. He, there was a rally right next to our work, literally 100 feet from our work. He went and made sure nobody messed with our facilities and was, was giving me updates constantly. So, Sal, thank you so much. It was a peaceful protest. Uh, he was there. I think he was also protesting, which yeah. was fantastic. And thank you for making sure our building didn't get crazy and nothing happened. Nothing did happen, which was fantastic. Yeah. And Sal lives very, very close to where we were. And for the people that we know, a bunch of people that went out and protested, protested peacefully, just want to say thank you. For us here at the Sith List, we weren't able to go out and do that, but it means a lot for us to see people out there and having peaceful protest and getting the word out and but just keep the momentum going. I know Eric, you talked about it on the bad motivators. Eric me, Eric and I had a long, 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 about forty five minute hour conversation the other day about all this stuff. It's pretty great talking to Mrs. Strathers. See I said your name right by the way. Yeah, it, it was an hour for you, but Eric listened to it in one point five speed. Oh. <laughs> it's true. It's all true, man. <laughs> Sal, I'm about ready to tell him to stop texting me because he's stalking. He's very, very caring. Yes, he is. He, he, he very much kept track of, of the family during this because a lot of that stuff on Saturday was at the end of my street in three different directions. Right. From where I'm sitting now, if you saw like the main sneaker shop getting looted, I can see like the front of that shop from my desk. I think I saw a video of outside your window and there was just mayhem. Yeah. Tons well, of stuff well not, no, not, the was, not the looting or anything like that. I'm just talking about the police presence and the sirens. Well, and that, back that and was forth. at the end of the street. And I, I should like clarify, like our streets, like a residential street and barely like one person taking advantage of the situation, walked down the entire day. There was a lot of like people leaving the March and stuff. Right. But the, you know, the, the people that were really um, involved with the stuff that was on the news, they, you know, it, they, they didn't go near any of the residential streets and stuff like that. So, and, and like the next day was, it was pretty crazy, actually. There's like, like after, because me and Harry walk around the, the streets here, like continuously, you know, especially during the isolation, we always go on a walk. So, and we sort of know everyone here and it had just become such a ghost town. And then Sunday, everyone came out to help clean up. And it was, it was like, like Christmas, like it was like a Christmas level of people. It was so surreal. That's like to have that many people around again. Right. 
I spoke to like people whose shops are, you know, just gutted and they're sort of like devastated about it, but not angry about it and sort of sad and and very sympathetic to the whole situation and and why it happened. You know, you don't sort of hear much about that sort of stuff. Yeah. Not, not, not a weekend I will ever forget. That's for sure. Yeah, me either. Not a year that I'll ever forget so far, and it's only halfway done. Hopefully things get better. Les, Boo, how you guys doing? I'm doing good. Yeah? I'm doing good. Yeah, no, it's just I am aware and I am understanding of what's going on and stuff like that. I'm not glued to it. There's there's a there's a there's enough negativity going on already and I'm I'm supportive of everybody. Don't loot. Go out there in numbers. That's the thing. Go out there in numbers. Everybody's out there. You can't you, you can't be silenced at that point. It's true. So well, so Monday. Well, well, unless somebody wants to get a photo up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, there's that. But um <laughs> but yeah, yeah, no, but yeah, f- full support. Something that's been way too long. So, you know, stay safe out there everybody, everybody that we know, you know, protesting and stuff like that, just stay safe. Stay safe. Eyes open, things like that. You know, and and, and stay strong, you know. The, the at this point the entire world, the entire world is behind you and with you. That's so, true. Great to have everybody on. Yeah. Everybody we've added. Yeah, it, it is fantastic. That is great. Les, how you doing, my man? I'm doing good. I'm glad I'm here. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad, you know, that I've gotten to know all of you guys through this. Uh, you know, Araj snuck me in to this whole thing. He just sat me down one day and was like, you're going to record. Um, but as far as like everything else is going on, it's uh, it sucks, man. It's It sucks because I know that I myself, I really am just going to be honest. If I go out protesting, I'm the type of person that will throw a brick. I know myself. I know. Araj knows me. I switch flip no matter what. So it's safer for me to stay away from those things. But I'm exhausted because I'm that one black friend that people have. And a lot of times I find myself explaining shit and having to explain and see how some people think in their perceptions and every now and then it just feels like I'm talking to a fucking wall, Mm. you know? And some of these people that I've known for 15, 20 years, it's like, I still have to explain this shit to you. (laughs) You know, it's like, I still got to tell you why these things are happening or why it's, it sucks for, you know, and, and I, I'm going to be honest. I have privilege. I'm going to be real honest here. I'm a light-skinned, mixed guy. I have green eyes. It's easy for me to pass here and there. But it still doesn't change the fact that I experience things and that the rest of my family are black. They're black. Straight up. Araj has met them. Carlos has met them. I hope some of you find you guys right here will meet my brothers and stuff like that and, and, and be like, you know what? They're cool. But yeah, it's tough. It's just real tough. I'm just going to say this. It's not over. In all honesty, this isn't over. Not even close. I don't think it's over and it shouldn't stop with arrests. And that's it. I mean, we have other jobs to do, people. And I get it. It's our 200th episode. We shouldn't be going too far into these things. But everybody else is. Yeah, no, it's all. Are you kidding? And you know what? I always say that the Sith list is kind of like, even on the, our website, it says, we're the, I feel like we're the United Nations of podcasts. And we should. Be. We have every single race and culture out there. So I, if this is something that's happening in, in the world today, so I think it'd be horrible if we didn't talk about it. We're, as a whole, as all of us here, I'm looking at you fine gentlemen through this uh, Skype screen. 
I know you guys all support in some way or shape or form, and you're right there with us. You're right there with everybody here. You guys are some of the kindest people I've met. Here we are at episode 200, and I'm I'm really happy that this is at least going down with you gentlemen here. Awesome. Well, let's do it. What a way to kick off this podcast, man. Jesus. You got me a little teary-eyed, too. Mm-hmm. Raj sounded like Jim Ross after the first segment on Raw. It <laughs> 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 looks like we're in for a barn burner. <laughs> this is going to be a lot of fun. I didn't tell you last word. This is a roast just for again, uh, just to you. We're going to roast you the rest of the night. Oh, really? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding, my man. Just kidding. Well, before we get into this crazy 200th, let me give out the shenanigans because I'm back. Shenanigans are back. Check us out on the SithList.net where you can listen to the entire SithList catalog. Yes, even B-Sides. Also, it's where you can buy SithList gear, look at some videos and photos, and visit our Pod It Forward page where we list some of our favorite podcasts like Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, The Pop Culture Hour, The Bad Motivators, and much more. Just click on their logo and you'll be transported to a fuzzy place far, far away where you can listen to their wonderful voices. So check us out, SithList.net. I don't know why fuzzy creeps me out. Fuzzy does? When you when you say it like that, go to a fuzzy place. I don't know if I want to go to a fuzzy place. With me or just in general? I don't know. That's the thing. It mm. just trips me out. It's like it's like John Cena's new haircut. I don't like it. I don't know why I just don't like his haircut. John Cena? Yeah. Okay. Cena yeah. shouldn't have bangs. That's what it is. And wasn't there a quote in a movie, Fuzzy Wuzzy was a what? Fuzzy Wuzzy was a bear. Fuzzy Wuzzy was a what? No, wasn't it like a quote from like a Bill Murray movie or something like from the 80s? Hey, so, so John Cena's got a new haircut? He's got bangs. Oh, really? I haven't seen it. Or him. Oh. <laughs> well done. Well done. I, I, I thought Araj had the bad jokes. Oh, it's oh, contagious. Dude. You come on you a sit list, it's contagious. bad jokes. <laughs> uh, Everyone just gets out of the way. It was intercontinental level joke. <laughs> that, was, that was really good. Well, let's get into the box office, everyone. Box office slash streaming, by the way. High Note took number one. A scoop at number two. Trolls World Tour, number three. Invisible Man, number four. And Sonic at number five. And unfortunately, Capone is number seven. Josh Trank's piece of crap that I watched. Did you watch it again? Is that why it's number seven? I would never. I would never. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to watch that. It was awful. Awful, awful, awful. Emphasis on crap. Oh, it's so bad. Did you watch it, Haas? No, it's Josh Trank, and I just know that he's a fan of crap. Oh, man. I lo- oh. Yes, that's right. He definitely Salt. is a fan Salt. of crap. Good I one. know. I was going to go see it, though, because Tom Hardy's usually like excellent in everything. But uh, so, Raj, it's not worth seeing, huh? No, please do not watch it, Johnny. <clears throat> I didn't know Josh Trank directed until halfway through where I looked at IMDb and I said, who made this piece of shit? <laughs> the premise is pretty great. But the execution is awful. So I have a question in. So there, there's. So Tom Hardy was supposed to have a breakout role when he was the Romulan mm-hmm. uh, Emperor in Star Trek Nemesis. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Now the question is because that movie bombed and Hardy was pissed. Would you recommend people watch Nemesis or Capone? Oh, Nemesis. 100%. Or Venom. Throw Venom in there. Why not? A little shout uh, out yeah, to Chris Venom. Hey, to Venom, was Venom was good. Venom was good. It was I'll cool. But you know, Tom Hardy actually hated. He was pissed about Nemesis. He was like, what's going well, on? Well, he should be very upset about not, Capone. Not happy. Well, I, like I said last week, I could see Tom Hardy being very excited about the prospect of playing Al Capone the last year of his life when they released him and him having dementia. I get it. As an actor, probably, he just jumped on it. But 
It was so bad. His voice was awful. He didn't look like Capone. Uh, it was just bad. He shit himself on one scene and like unnecessarily hmm. shit oh, himself. Classic Trank. Yeah. Classic Trank. <laughs> Haas, you were absolutely right. I forgot about that. He shit himself in bed. Was it, was well, it method Trank, acting? Trank was it what? Right, method what acting. right, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I hope it wasn't for real. But yeah, please stay away. And it's uh, obviously it's making money. It's number seven in, all, in streaming. So it's doing halfway decent. So somebody's going to give Trank another, another movie I yeah. mean to make. Well, because now it's either you go see Knives Out for the second time, like my so, or you watch Capone. I would, I would watch Knives Out Knives five out. times. Knives Out was good. Yeah, it was really good. Anybody yeah. else see anything this week? Like anybody watching any streaming shows? I'm uh, in the third season of Better Call Saul, and I'm enjoying it immensely right now. Is it, that's not the current season? That's the no, no, cause of, yeah, because yeah. I've I've not like I think it's amazing. But in my current situation, and I'll save it for later on in the, in, I've checked out the show notes, but I, I, my isolation show has been lost. Yeah. And then, That's and great. once Westworld finished, like we would, but we, you know, Sundays we'd watch mm-hmm. Westworld. Right. But once Westworld finished, we have literally not watched anything than YouTube news. Because like we can watch like like helicopters fly around LA and talk about what's going on, right? And Lost, and and we're 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 cranking out like four a night, killing it. That's awesome. I, I did that with Lorena. I think it was the second year that we were dating. I said you need to watch Lost, and she hadn't watched an episode, so we watched it all. I think within like three weeks, everything it was. We just eight hours a day of Lost. It was crazy. Sawyer is my dude. Oh, such a good show. You, oh, you're a big Sawyer fan. You know what? Let's oh, seg- huge let, Sawyer fan. Let's segue into Lost, man. Let's let's do it right now. Lendeloff was talking about rebooting Lost. He was speaking at ComicBook.com. And he addressed the possible reboot idea. This is what he had to say. We had such an opportunity to kind of do everything that we wanted to do there. This is, again, it's another situation for someone who's come in and worked in the Aliens verse and then the Star Trek verse and now the Watchmen verse. The idea that I created an original IP in Lost, that someone else could come in and put their spin on it. I would love to see more Lost. I'd love to see what other people would do with it. I just kind of feel like I had my crack at it. And it's time for this old man to step aside and let someone else take the reins. That would be cool for there to be more loss. But again, I don't think it should be me. We kind of talked about this last week with Indiana Jones and Spielberg stepping down and Mangold taking over. And I'm glad we have this because we have some huge loss fans on this podcast right now. King Tom is a massive fan. Hawes is a massive fan. Obviously, Steele is. And we all love the show. Les and I, when it was on, we were addicted to it. Hawes, I'm going to go to it with you. I don't know. I mean, I would definitely check it out. I would prefer like a follow up, but I don't know how likely that is. I do think there's enough sort of like interest in that series to continue it in some way. It's just a matter of time. It's one of those wait and see things because some of these shows that they've brought back have been really good and then other ones haven't been as good. So I just feel like it's a matter of time before something happens with it. I was thinking it could answer some of the questions they just never answered. That would be yeah, I mean, there's cool. always the opportunity for that. But I think, you know, when you you go back and watch the finale, there's a little bit of wiggle room for stories mm-hmm. afterwards. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's tough, man. Yeah, I would love for them to announce a follow up like on Disney Plus or something. That would be rad. 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Hawsey Haws. I, I wouldn't reboot it or remake it. I would just, I would, all you need is Hurley in the island. Like I would love to see like another <sighs> plane go down or a shipwreck on the island and then have Hurley there. And we all know Hurley is like the dude of the island now, right? Uh, wait. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hurley. Uh, he's the dude of the island and then we watch everyone experience the island and Hurley's just among them and we're just like ah that's your that's yeah he's kind of pulling the strings yeah that would he be knows <clears throat> well but definitely did, not a reboot or remake yeah no i'm i'm definitely with Hawes and johnny they did that thing for the uh the blu-ray set the oh, 10, but don't, 15 minutes no no no, no, no i'm not it. gonna yeah yeah but they did something a 10 15 minute thing with certain characters that they could totally use as a launching spot. And I know Lindelof cues, they don't want to be involved anymore. And I think they've said that it's up to Disney. So it would be on Disney plus or ABC. I just hope if they do it because lost was the first show to ever go to a network and say, we have this much story and this is the story we want to tell. And it will take us this long to tell it. And that was one of the smartest things they've ever done. So if they are going to redo it, they have to say, this is the story we're telling. This is how much time we are not going to take any more time than that. We're not going to pad it out. We're not going to stretch it after that. Just have a story. Be flexible if you need to, if if circumstances change as you're telling it. But just try to tell that story. Mm. I think they went to ABC and said, we only we have two seasons worth of stories. And they're like, no, you need you need 10. What? Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I think this this strike... The strike yeah. had something to do with it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Hawes actually warned me about – I'm in the third season at the moment, and Hawes had warned me about the third season, which that kite-flying episode. <laughs> oh, shit. What is happening? Wait, wait, hold on. Time out, Steel. You haven't – so you don't know what's going on? No, I've seen it all before. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, okay. my God. I was going to be – I was going to be – Oh, my God. You should have felt the, the knots in my stomach. I was like, I thought he was re-watching it. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is I am. That's he is I, I thought you were acting yeah. weird. No, 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 no. I just haven't seen that Blu-ray 10 minutes. Okay, got it. And I've never looked into what I've, – I've got an idea of what characters are in it or one, and I've never watched it. Because the the bonus, the extra thing, the special edition of my rewatch will be then oh. watching that at the end. Of, that'll be my little treat. Yeah, no, I thought I, I thought Johnny was acting weird. I was like, not again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the third season, apart from um, the kite one, and it, it, like the Nicky and Polo one, gets some heat. But it 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 was pretty fun. I thought. And and you get Billy D. Williams in that one. Yeah. But watching them all in a like when you can just like bang out three in a oh, night. So great. The third season's it's pretty good. It's pretty well, good, you guys. Jack Tattoo is in season three as well, right? Yeah, that's the that's kite episode, one. man. Oh, yeah. it's the same episode. Yeah. And what is the episode with the carrier pigeons or whatever in that season too? Yeah. Yeah. That one's bad. Oh, but it did have some good stuff with Charlie and Desmond. Yeah. Yeah, and the flash forwards and stuff like that. So you guys, so good. you guys remember the game Mist? I always yes. when I think of Lost, yeah. I always think of Mist. That game was so cool, Eric. You remember Mist? I never played it, man. I uh, but I do know the game you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it was such a cool game. It was very you know, Lost. Mister Mister. Oh man, <laughs> now that just, I remember, Mister Mister. Ju- no. Just on the reboot thing, 
they like I was super into it when it like I would listen to like three different podcasts a week, mm-hmm. you know, dissecting it and stuff. And then like the the main one I listened to was Jay and Jack, and then they would do little panels at Comic Con that I'd go to and stuff. And so I was like in depth into it. But um they've always said because they used to have a podcast as well. Lindelof and Carlton Cuse oh, used really? to do like like in like mid after each episode, they'd answer questions, uh, not big questions, but they'd sort of talk about guest stars and stuff. It was, it was really cool, but that was their, their whole thing of like, Oh yeah, it's there for someone else to come in and um, play with it. That that's sort of been their take the whole way. Mm-hmm. And on paper, I would rather they continue yeah. like have it in the same lost of us. Right. I'd check it out either way. I always think of Battlestar Galactica and it's like, oh, why would you? Or Westworld. Mm -hmm. And it's reimagined in such an amazing way that, you know, like Westworld is is such on a a different plane than Westworld the movie. (laughs) Yeah, different level. So if they do it right, you guys. (laughs) But, you know, King Tom, you mentioned Disney Plus. How huge would it be for them? It would be great for them to have a continuation of Lost, have it in series and, it it would be. It's just weird to like. I, I I could see it on there, but it would be weird because other than the Mandalorian, everything is aimed at a younger audience, and I don't right. want lost teens. Oh no! no. Wasn't there? A sh- when did they make a show like that? That's called m- Millennials. <laughs> that was that was that, there's your bad Adam, joke there. I'll there save you here, Raj. So yeah. I, I was talking to Adam Stafford about uh, six to eight weeks ago. Okay, uh, just checking in on him because when you know COVID hit real bad, he he was in the city. You know, with oh, Marvel. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, uh, you know, we were just talking and uh, and it basically he said, as far as Disney Plus goes, we haven't seen anything yet. Just uh, picture the amazement of The Mandalorian week after week with show after show. He yeah. said, you have no idea what's coming. Or we have no idea what's coming. He said, everything they're doing is well, just Yeah, with all the Marvel sick. stuff. Yeah, I can imagine. Just, the man- just think of like, you know how we waited every Friday for The Mandalorian? Yeah. So it'll be like... It'll be just a constant barrage of just pure joy for us. Oh, I can't wait to get to that point. I have to say with the Friday thing, with that, that gallery, the world's best, oh. worst named TV show, <laughs> that coming out has been a huge reminder that there's seven days in a week for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true, man. That's <sighs> That is true. It's a it's a real it's a real flag in my life. And I'm I don't like, watch, oh, it's, it's I don't watch it till Saturday, so I know it's Saturday when I'm watching it. They well, I always a, a tent pole is what that is. That's right. I always get a um. I'll wake up to the ats from people for all the behind the scene uh, uh, Toro Calican. Oh yes, yes, your favorite. I saw that. Ugh. He's your favorite. Well, this is this is a perfect segue again. This is this 200th is just full of segues. Kylo Ren, tease Mr. Strathers and get us some Star Wars news. Let's do this. It's time for Eric's Star Wars Report. Well, before we jump into the episode five of Disney Gallery, colon, Star Wars, colon, The Mandalorian, let's talk about real quick, allegedly, we're going to get some game news from EA anytime. And yeah. the person that's with us right now who would know more about that than anyone is Mr. Hawes Burkhart. Hawes. Yes, sir. What's the score, man? Tell us something good. 
So uh, a couple of months ago, a listing for some game called Star Wars Project Maverick was leaked onto the PlayStation Network. Um, that's a code name. That won't be its uh, final name, most likely. Uh, and this, and this <laughs> is um, a game that's being developed by a studio called EA Motive, which is a smaller subsidiary subsidiary of Electronic Arts. Hmm. They haven't developed a full game on their own, but they've aided in development of both Battlefront games um, and uh, Jedi Fallen Order and and some other stuff that EA's done. Uh, and from what it's been described sort of behind the scenes, it's a, a quote-unquote smaller project. So, um, you know, it, the other thing that kind of leads to some sort of clue that they're going to be um, maybe talking about it soon is they're active on social media for the first time on their Twitter account. Oh. They've had a Twitter account for a while, but they're actually using it now. So that's typically a good sign that a company is about to announce something. Um, and we're also sort of in the time of year that E3 would typically be going on. So you have to imagine if they had something to announce at E3 this year that, you know, give or take a couple of weeks with everything going on, that we'll probably get some sort of uh, announcement. But all signs sort of point to it being some sort of flight simulator arcade type game. Oh. Maybe in the vein of like the Rogue Squadron games, oh, more so than like best. or Top Gun, hence the Maverick. Oh. Well, I just, mean, just as long as we don't have to land on an aircraft carrier. Oh, don't I mean, don't even start, Tom. Don't that's, even start. That's definitely, I would imagine, sort of the uh, the basis of that code name. But the closest thing to that would be the Rogue One games. People don't seem to think it's going to be. As hardcore as the old PC, X-Wing, and TIE Fighter games. Oh, those are cool, too. So, yeah. Now, the big question is when that's going to come out. I would be surprised if it's this year. I'm imagining next year with uh, Jedi Fallen Order coming the year after, but we don't know. Like, the second part of Fallen Order. Oh, part two. Nice. Hey, Hawes. Your your biggest fan Sawyer was asking me the other day because he wants he wants another game and I said you have to wait for Star Wars Pod Racer I'll run out and get you that the day it comes out uh, when does that come out for uh, Switch <clears throat> for Switch let me look that up it I think it actually ended up getting delayed a little bit because of um, COVID stuff but it's COVID. very soon dude COVID is going to be used for like what <laughs> every, like, every excuse. Like, oh, where's where was my Uber? Oh, COVID, COVID. COVID. Yes, <laughs> I got right. stuck in the COVID traffic. <laughs> so it was already supposed to be out, um, Pod Racer, and they haven't set a new release date yet. So that's Great. that sucks. Hey, I was talking about this with Jackie the other day, just talking about COVID. Remember, remember the good times with COVID. <laughs> yeah. Hey, right. I remember when we were just all COVIDing. Like yeah. back in the day, I can't even, great days. I don't even see statistics on CNN anymore. It's, it was a simpler time. Yeah. So I, I think that um, a whole new pod racer game would be really rad. I've been trying to get my kids to play the version <laughs> on Steam. 
That's, oh my gosh. So, and, uh, Hawes, I was sharing with him some like deep chagrin about the, I knew I finally made it on battlefront two when some rando messaged me and told me I was terrible and should drop off and die. But, uh, so what I did to make myself feel better was I had my son. That, that was Hawes. So yeah, yeah I figured did. it was I'm like, what did, are you doing? How many accounts do you have? Uh, did you say that I you played, fuck your mom? No, no, no. Oh, then no, you, no, you didn't get the full experience. Mean. Yeah, nothing like that. But he, uh, this, I, I played split screen with my son and instantly felt better about my skills. <laughs> but, but uh, okay, let's. Speaking of um, people who Eric, are terrible, let's talk I'm about. I'm terrible uh, too at that game, Eric. <laughs> I am too. I am too. I'm, yeah. The thing is, I'm not bad now, but goddamn, when some kid gets on there and just, <laughs> just antagonizes you nonstop, it's like you just kill him with kindness. But anyhow. Uh, so episode five of Disney Gallery, Star Wars, The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. practical, all about the practical effects with a heavy, heavy, heavy slant on the baby. And that's what they referred to him as, it turns out, is the baby. Jerry, when are you going to come and see the baby? <laughs> and uh, which I thought was really cool. And you also notice, and I can't remember at what point it was, where they were talking about the nine episodes because this documentary was being filmed during all the process. And you remember originally there were going to be more episodes than the eight we got. Mm. And, uh, they were talking about, um, the nine. And so it, it does really seem like, you know, people wondered, well, what happened? Why did that last one get nixed? And it, you know, the official reason was that they figured out in this story arc, they were trying to tell it's like, well, it ends in eight. we, trying to drag it out we, we don't have anything to do with it so i think yeah, it's probably because there's true not one filler episode in the whole not episode. not a one not a e- single every one. second essential yes <laughs> no hey, was- do you know do you guys know that toro's calican's um facial hair was practical that was pretty good that was interesting jesus <laughs> yeah, I thought it was cool, too, because at first I thought that douchey attitude of his was all CGI, Thanks. but it turns out it was real. Um, oh, come on. Come on. Come on. Let's accept all fandoms. Dude, you know what? I was pretty down on him until I saw him snuggling the baby. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I don't. Maybe I like that guy. He was snuggling the baby. You're right. Yeah. Listen, well, who, I, it who wasn't would? a bad character. He's oh, not a bad person. Here we go. He's just not a good actor. Oh, it's t- I'm acted, sorry, Steele. But he he's meant to annoy you. No, but it's, it's not even it's the delivery. It's just the, um, hey, um, Johnny. You know he hits me up on Instagram to get photos. Like he's like, oh, I haven't seen that one. Can you send it to me? We're buddies, aren't we, Tommy? They're, they're besties now, man. Every every little message and like from him just. It makes your head grow three sizes, and it's, it's intolerable. <laughs> but, but anyway, his dad's the, anyway. the highlight he of that episode. Though, in their hotel, Jesus. <laughs> the, the highlight of that episode, though, is the story of Werner Herzog, like talking and acting with Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. That yeah. guy was the best. I wish that was on film somewhere. Yeah, because that would be great. Because he, what did he call it? He called it heartbreakingly. Beautiful, heartbreakingly the, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and I, that says a lot. I right there. I did. I liked watching him talk about just the process of going all the way back and and like the salacious crumb 
model and all that right. and and talking about how originally the one was going to be laughing at the other. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been great, man. Did you catch in the conversation, did they actually go find the guy who was the original mm-hmm. artist who created Salacious? Yeah. yeah okay, sure cool. Did. I thought, cause like yeah. I was, I was on my phone at that part and too lazy to fucking rewind it. Yeah, no, they it, did. It's funny, man. Favreau was talking specifically about Salacious Crumb and like how the, the, um, atmosphere is for the people in universe right now uh, in the timeline of the Mandalorian versus how it was before the events of return of the Jedi went down. And he's talking about just the, the paradigm shift. And he said, he said, uh, but it does speak to the way the hierarchy gets upended in times of chaos. And I was like, man, that, that really feels like it feels like it's very appropriate right now. How completely random. Right. But it's, well, it's, that, that's uh, the beauty of star Wars is, that throughout history, it does seem very appropriate mm-hmm. for different times, the same set of movies. Yeah. 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 The parallels for sure. Uh, watching the puppeteering, man, there's something that's really magic about that for me. You know, I grew up, I'm old as hell, and I grew up watching Sesame Street and that sort of thing. And watching them in action especially when they were talking about like this, the sequence where in um, episode, I guess it was number eight where, where the baby stops the fire with the force, like watching them explain that. Oh my gosh, man, I found myself getting a little misty. eyed. of course I'm a crier regardless. what do you guys think of this episode? I dug it. Yeah, they're, they're all good. And I was really- shocked it was Friday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm really enjoying all of them, man. I, I they're all I'm, good. Obviously I'm biased because I'm a star Wars fan, but no, they're, they're really they're legit. interesting. Yeah, they're, they're really, re- really well done. And yeah. and John Favreau, I forget the name of the show, but um, early on, John Favreau did like a dinner with directors type show, and it was like a round table. Uh-huh. Yeah, on Netflix. Eat. Yeah, and, but it was years ago, and so he's he's kind of like good at this type of thing. And what I really want you guys to start looking at now is how often, like almost Mike Pappas level, Kathleen Kennedy cuts anyone and everyone off and it just goes dead silent when she speaks she's the boss and it's so obvious and she doesn't care and she cuts everyone off like john favreau dave filoni they were missing blah, 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 and kathleen will just hop in and everyone will just stop like dude she's talking shut up <laughs> like really look at the dynamic it's hysterical yeah, she's definitely the g that's for sure well and it's it's awesome to see like what she actually contributes to the mm-hmm. thing because when you hear the haters complain about what does she actually do i mean she is really in on this and it's cool to see her take charge and kick ass and really understand the mechanics of it and and steer it the way she has the uh i don't know man i i just i think that's really cool i like having her in there for this series too i feel like she brings a lot to it one thing that we talked about this on the motivators you know i've i've never done like film stuff. I've recorded a lot of audio and (laughs) albums are done when you're out of time. They're, they're not like, well, I finally did it. Unless you're doing like a Chinese democracy, you know, where you spend all those, all those years, it's the deadlines and the money. Right. But when they start talking about how, well, the budget was already allotted and to pay for this to be done this way, but you know what? Let's try this because we can the freedom to be able to do it like the stop motion thing that they ended up finding a use for. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty neat, man. That was a long time to wait in the podcast for Eric's first neat. I think. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Usually it's really quick. I, I do have to say, I'm not sure if I've mentioned this in the podcast before. Maybe I have on Bad Motivators. Jackie does a great Struthers. Really? Yeah. I would love to hear that. I yeah, I want to hear it. it. It's um, it's right up with her Ned Flanders. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a reason that they're both? so good is because i'm similar to him is that the is that the gist we, that we, we're going we have this? a listener og rob that swears that it's the same voice that eric does the voice for ned flanders and actually let's uh, give a shout out to him dropped off a case of uh fruit oh yeah he dropped off golden a case road of golden road brewery a 12 pack thank you og rob very nice of him ned go ahead i'm sorry i mean eric go ahead yes <laughs> ned stark you mean ned stark, ned stark. Ned stark. Yeah. Ned stark. No, there's a not. delay in the publishing of the uh, the High Republic books. They're oh, going to okay. be delayed. How long, King Tom? I think January of next year from mm-hmm. September or from late August until January. But they are moving the Thrawn book up. Mm-hmm. King Tom's yeah. already read the book. Books for the High Republic. <laughs> what about um, it's sort of bouncing back to what we were talking about at the start of the podcast. But the Star Wars Twitter account tweeting out their support of John Boyega. Yeah. And pointing out that John Boyega's our hero. Uh, I, I thought that was that was pretty cool. Very cool. We were talking about this before yeah. we recorded, Les and I. John Boyega, you shout loud as fuck out there. Yeah. Dude. You he, go for he's it. He's awesome, man. You go ahead. From across the pond, we hear you, man, and we thank you for standing the fuck up. Dude. He listens to this podcast? You better. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. In a, in a perfect world, you do. But yeah, still, I hope was he all honesty. Yeah, he's was, fantastic. Was he in London or in L.A.? London. In, he London. in London. He was at Hyde Park. He might as well have been in L.A., D.C., mm-hmm. New York. He was. Yeah. He was pretty much leading that rally. Thing, it was beautiful to watch. Where's my favorite segment? Which one? <laughs> Where's Naboo? Oh shit! <laughs> oh totally boy. Blanked. Oh, okay. Here we go. Hey, so so this is the thing. Like, is it like a bit on the show? That he's horrible at organizing this, like, no. or is he like? No, it's all. It's all real. Yeah, it's, it's all, all real. That I'm horrible at this. Absolutely, but the, the bit's so good that we're just letting him keep going. Yeah, just letting him let yeah. me dig my yeah. hole. Deeper. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully he finds his way. Because I listened to it today, and I'm like, wait, have I just missed it that he's doing this on? Like, he's so bad at it that I just had to start thinking. <laughs> no, 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 I'm an idiot no, you're not missing anything. He was doing this on purpose. No, no, no. You're absolutely. Definitely uh, not doing it on purpose. This time last year, exactly, we had... Fourth of July, Fourth of July, thank you. Steel's at the house. We're celebrating Fourth of July. Family's over. We had a fantastic time, but at the very end, I see Steel... Can I I just chime in? I'm not sure if I've said this in the podcast, but on that day, I was like, who is so familiar and good friends with Lorena's dad? They they like they must come and hang out all the time, and then so halfway close. through the afternoon, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Dad, yeah, okay, yeah." Now I, yeah, he is my brother-in-law. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, the, 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 the man that I call Daddy's not actually my father. No. Yeah, Papa, Papa. I, I, yeah. I don't know if you guys have got like 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 cameras, like security cameras. At, at the house that you can go back and watch the digital footage, but you'll be able to see me sort of just like do this big mouth, like like halfway through the day, just like, oh, <laughs> that, that was the hamster wheel turning. He's like, damn. Well, at the end of the day, when you're saying bye, I can see him getting ready to say bye to you, but then he stopped and I saw the hamsters turning and he looks at me and goes, 
I got a new segment for you. <laughs> it's nah, boo. And you just come up with some trivia and he's got to pick one. I was like, that's genius. I'm definitely, definitely going to do it. Done and done. We still haven't figured it out yet, but nope. we're going to try again. Yes. So this is nah, boo for steel, for Johnny and for Haas. And my fact checkers, Eric, King Tom, please be on guard. Ready on the keys. Yeah. Here we go. I don't even think it's fact checkers. It's just bullshit loophole <laughs> checkers. Yeah, right, 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 right. You're right. Explain to them exactly how this works. So, so Nabu works that I have three statements. I will tell you all three statements, and you guys have to figure out which statement is the Nabu. Which one do you think is incorrect or lie or which whatever? Which statement is Nabu? Yes. Okay. So, you ready? Yes. Statement number one Benicio del Toro was originally cast to play Darth Maul. But he abandoned the role after George Lucas decided to trim Darth Maul's screen time in the film. And waistline. Oh, sorry. (laughs) The sound effect when Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsabers kicked down the reactor shaft in the climatic battle with Darth Maul is the same sound effect heard when Luke Skywalker throws his lightsaber away in Return of the Jedi. Can you just say the, the first bit of that again? The sound effect when Obi-Wan Kenobi's lightsabers kick down the reactor shaft in the climatic climactic battle with Darth Maul is the same sound effect heard oh. when Luke uh, Skywalker throws his lightsaber away in Return of the if Jedi. That's true. That's pretty. That's a deep cut. Sorry. I, wait. I, I thought you said Darth Vader. And I was Did like, I say Darth Vader? My wait, bad. Wait, Darth Maul. No, 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 no. no, 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 no that's that just what I heard. Oh, okay. but I, I was like, I've watched that film so many times. Darth Vader <laughs> kicks his saber down the... I'm, I'm, already, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go I'm, watch this. I'm already sowing the seeds of... Uh, of uh, What is it? Uh, oh, shit. Do I know that? Yeah. All right. And I think it's statement, called information. Yeah. Statement number three. Uh, George Lucas made his uh, first and only Star Wars cameo in Revenge of the Sith. He dressed up as a Chargar- Char- 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 Chargarian senator. Hey, if you were going to make up a um, news yeah. item with a word you couldn't pronounce, like hats off to you because that, that's going <laughs> no, it's the, uh, it's the it's the guy you see with the the two horns that's standing next to the Palpatine. He was one of those dudes. <laughs> nah, boo. Number three. Okay, All so right. you guys, Haas, what do you think? Uh, the Nabu is the second one with the saber. Okay, saber Nabu steel. Wait, say the first one again. Just, just give me a brief, like... Yeah. Benicio uh, Del Toro was initially cast as Darth Maul. Thank you. Oh, yeah, Nabu. You okay, Nabu for number one. And what do you think, Tony? I think uh, number three is the Nabu. Okay, so we got three different ones. This is pretty good, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, um, I, I had to bring out... Some, all right, that. now... Some real deep fucking cuts here. Yeah. yeah. Now let's see how boo fucks this up. Yeah. <laughs> Go, ahead. Go ahead. Okay, which... Who's, who's correct? Who picked number three? I forgot. Me. Johnny Grasso. Good job, Johnny. You got it. Number wow. Three. Really? Yeah. So He's, Del Toro was cast. Oh, my gosh. Yes. No. What movie? What? Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. No way. <laughs> I've heard that before. How am I the only one who has heard that? I've heard that. Can I call it some fact checkers? Come yeah. on. Yeah. Let's, let's you just had two one. of them yeah. say it. Uh, Haas and Johnny have heard that before. I have two. Oh, so it's King Tom. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I'll fact check then. Right, you guys go about your business. I'll, I'll come back. <laughs> and and uh, yes, yeah, so George Lucas did make a cameo, but he was a Pantorian. Oh, here we go. Oh, he was a Pantorian. Oh, no, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. iTunes, Twitter. Peace out. No. Nah. I thought the Benicio del Toro thing was so ludicrous that I didn't have to put in some things of like you can't 
throw in your bullshit. You got to like, be on your toes. You got to know your shit. What's What's your motivation in putting these questions together? <laughs> I got to make it really fucking hard because you guys you are really much. fucking keen on your shit. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm going to look up this Darth Maul thing. That Please is. do. I, I have a bonus question for everybody. Okay. I have a bonus oh, question. Right. So in the cameo that he made in Revenge of the Sith, mm. how many of his kids accompanied, accompanied Jesus were with him in the cameo? <laughs> Fuck it. Oh, um, no, but I, are you no, accepting wait. adopted children as actual kids? Or is this oh, one of course. Of stupid, Jesus like, Christ, Steel. <laughs> yeah, of course. No, it's, yeah. It's, it's a boo question. It, he has he has to make sure. Yeah, boo, that, that is a boo question. Now, let me ask you this. When you say accompanied him, do you mean was in the same scene with yes, him, or do you mean movie? that he yes, made cameos scene. in the movie? Yeah, not, not, not just on, like, on set. No, it's it actually that? in the movie, yeah. The whole well, movie. No, 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 what I mean, the though. The whole movie or that scene? Is that just that scene. scene. Okay. Just that scene? I'll go one kid. I'll go one kid. I will go zero kids. And I'm also <laughs> I'm already angry at what your answer is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? It's one kid. It's Amanda Lucas. Nicely right. done. I'm Nicely two for done. two. Yes, it, it, it even, though, only his daughter, even though yeah. we, we are now the pop culture hour, someone's still a rogue winner. Oh. <laughs> wow. Good job. Good job, guys. Dead podcast and live podcast. I, I can't believe... I, I, I can't believe I'm again angry at you at this segment. (laughs) (laughs) I gave you the best segment name ever. Like, I I, I shit you not. I've heard you introduce this segment and forgot that I gave, I came up with the name and, and as, like Araj has explained why it's called that. I'm like, yeah, that, that that's pretty funny. That's pretty good. And then when we say I do, I'm like, oh, that's this is what a badge of honor. But you are desecrating the concept. <laughs> I, I agree. Job is done. Job I is feel done. like it's I feel like it's turning into so uh are you gonna kill Araj? Nah, boo. That's what <laughs> that's and, I, and I like that. That's yeah. fine with me. Yeah. That's fine with me. Steel, steel though, I I have to ask, on in your fact checking, did you did you find out who if that Benicio del Toro thing is true? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 I just, I was, you know, just, I'm just being accurate here. I'm just wondering, you know. Let's move on. Now let's get into pop culture breakdown. Happy birthday. Happy 90th birthday, guys, to Clint Eastwood. 90 fucking years old and still directing films. Pretty, pretty amazing. Might be a little, little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs up there. But Is he still talking to chairs? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's, and that's why the cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs came up. I, I, I have to say, he's so synonymous with chairs now. I pictured him like in a restaurant for his birthday with the cake, and it's him. And on the other side of the table is like a chair on a chair. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was a bad moment. <laughs> Has yeah. anyone caught his son in like a movie? He was in Pacific Rim with John Boyega, as it were. Scott yeah. Scott Eastwood. He was in. Yeah. Um, Fast, he was in one of the Fast like, and Furious movies for sure. Wasn't he in Suicide Squad? Yes. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He's a, he was in Psycho. Fury. He's like always in the background. Yeah, but I think. But like, oh my god, spitting image, like crazy. Yeah, he does look like him. Very short though, not as tall. Oh, as is he short? Him. Yeah, I don't I know, I he's like five eight. Not that's. I mean, I don't know. Yikes, that's so he has no there. value to society. Haraj, is that what you're saying? Is that I'm, what I'm to understand here? No, no. Yes. Comparatively towards his father, I think his father's pretty tall. I'm just saying. He said he's just a image. I just said he's 5'8". I'm not saying 5'8 people are. 
Oh, you're five eight, right? I'm five ten. I'm sorry. You go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I am twenty. See, that's the funny only thing. Four three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's the funny thing is like I'm ne- I'm neither short nor tall. I'm right mm. there in the middle. So I I hey, I can't average. Ab- no. I, yeah, I'm average. No, you're not. I'd rather be. No, no. Average height is five nine. In uh, oh, okay. Well, whatever. I'm, right I'm above it, but I'm you're not above short. Yeah. Then you're a giant. You're a giant. Yeah. I'm not. I'm I'm not short. That's all the only thing I'm happy about. I'm with you, boo. I'm so American average, it's ridiculous. Even fucking emojis look like me. <laughs> That's true. I'll just stay out of this conversation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, King, oh, King Tom's, Tom's like seven foot. I yeah, can't, when I, when I saw King Tom. <laughs> I said everybody saw him. <laughs> no, no. The funny thing is, at Celebration, I can't remember what panel it was. I was sitting next to King Tom. And Haas was was behind him, and I was like, "King Tom, what are you doing? You're blocking Haas's view." He's like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "No, I'm just fucking with you." He's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Funniest thing. He was so like, "Oh no!" I yeah, King, that I, was the Mandalorian. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man. Well, Mark Hamill returns to voiceover work. You hear about this? That was fast. on a recent IMDb podcast. Uh, Movies that changed my life. Kevin Smith sat down to give an update on the Masters of the Universe animated series. For Netflix, dropping the news that Hamill has come out of retirement to portray the skull-faced sorcerer Skeletor. He is going to be Skeletor in the Netflix animated He-Man Master Universe series. How cool is this? This is great news. I love he came it. out of retirement? Yeah, I heard he didn't want to do a voiceovers again. That was oh, for thing. voiceovers. Yeah, voiceovers. Okay. Voiceovers. Yeah, he said hey, he was... Well, uh, when's, when's this... When are these Universe Masters hitting Netflix? When next when's this year. going down? No, next, next year. Allegedly. Well, well, steel because of COVID. Dot dot dot. Well played, John. So, what's the state of? Because there's a couple of Master Universe shows in production. Yeah, they were supposed to be the movie too, right? The movie. Well, the with- movie is just up and down. But isn't there like two different? Master Universe cartoons. Oh, yeah, there's an origin story with the people who are probably going to make a good one, and then there's the Kevin Smith one that's picking up where the filmation series left off. And and so when's the other one coming out? I don't know about that. COVID. Oh man, picking up with the filmation. Where did the filmation series? Where did it leave off? No one knows. Does anybody remember? <laughs> no. Hurley Hurley was looking after Castle Grayskull. Right. Yeah. The oh, only man. reason. I know this much is because, uh, you know, it's frequently discussed on Geek Dudes. Cha-ching. Right. Fresh. <laughs> cha-ching. That's a great, great callback. Oh, no. That, the cha-ching is such, that's classic Grasso. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that Hamill's involved. I think the cast of this thing is pretty A-lister, by the way, for Kevin Smith. I don't remember exactly who's on, but it's pretty big as far as I remember. But he's done the interview now, but the Hamill, it, it, it's been out for like two months that he's doing oh yeah i, I thought it was like comic-con last year even that the cast came I, out yeah haas and i even I, I, like uh, 10 years ago a while ago and uh this is mark film, hamill film actually animation. did the voice like over like a, a conference call and i was like wow that's terrible yeah, <laughs> yeah but then it co- was but then COVID happened yeah. so i thought we'd just reset all the news so yeah <laughs> wow. bring it back back to yeah one. bring it back well there you go there's that info now I'm going to jump into a couple of things. We're going to do a trailer trash. Before yeah. we talk about this week's one, you have to start putting these up on YouTube with your reaction, with the footage. Yeah, I know. I know. The, the, 
the the hullabaloo that erupted <laughs> last week with I don't know what was happening, but half of you were disgusted, and then Carlos is like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> it was shock. It was shock. No, oh, but we've been we've was, been trying like, to put a link for people that were during COVID when they were home to wa- try to watch it with us." But you're right. We got to put that up on YouTube. At least that part of it. That was my, yeah, my yeah, goal. Just, the entire no, yeah, time. just edit that as a, like a yeah. separate little thing because, oh my God, I was in tears. It sounded like zombies were attacking half of you and then oh. tickling the other half. It was <laughs> still, it was, it was the craziest trailer ever. It's, uh, Haas, did you ever see Shockma? Uh, no, I haven't. So it's about Jesus a baboon Christ. that gets tested on. And it goes, it just fucking loses its mind and it starts attacking everybody in this hospital. I I thought it was like an apartment building. No, no, it was a hospital. It was a hospital. Yeah, it was a hospital. But it's it's disgusting. The trailer was pretty gross. Some dude gets his face eaten off. Have you guys ever seen Monkey Shines? It's a movie about a guy in a wheelchair who gets a monkey to help him with his everyday life. And the monkey goes crazy and starts killing all his friends. Oh, my God. We're going to have to watch it. Oh, my God. That's Horses Twilight Zone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, it's it's what I dream about every night when I cuddle up to my Spider-Man body pillow. (laughs) I can't wait to eat that monkey. (laughs) (laughs) I hate monkeys, man. I fucking hate monkeys. I don't like them. Freak me out, man. They scare me. They look like humans. They take money away from you. I don't like them. They throw shit at you. Yeah. Or no, just you. No, thank yeah. you. But they it, masturbate right in front of you and look you dead in the eye when they're doing it. <laughs> like you want in on this. Right. right. You jealous. You want in on this. You That's jealous. Awful. That's awful. I mean, um, we're pretty much describing Mike Pappas at this point. You guys have oh, him on the money. Oh, 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 I think we had that experience in New York, class, when we were with him. We stayed at his house. Oh, that's a deep cut right there. That is a deep Uh, cut. Now, now, there's a couple of trailer trash. The one that we're going to watch is pretty awful. Probably the worst, one of the worst ones I've ever seen. But there was another one. I don't know if you guys remember this. It's called Tiptoes. Do you guys remember this? Because I don't remember this. Okay. uh, Gary Oldman? Yeah, Gary Oldman, Matthew McConaughey, Kate Beckinsale, Peter Dinklage. I didn't even know this thing was out. It's pretty awful, and I think as a group here, we need to watch it. Carol and Stephen's life together was perfect. Whoa. Well, hey, now. I've got to get going. Wait a second. Right. Hey, baby. Hey, sweetie. Mwah. I love you. There's one small problem. <laughs> small problem. <laughs> uh, I'm That's wrong. Gary Oldman, Kate Beckinsale, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. It can tear them apart. Wow. I think both words are now politically incorrect. Yeah, they are. Little people. Hey, welcome. I'm Steven. Oh, there you are. Oh. Steven's father, oh my God. You could have prepared us for this, don't you think? What year is this? 2003? 2003. That color is a bit much. I've seen this movie. Oh, I can't wait to hear your review on this. only the size of your heart that counts. You knocked up this great girl and you didn't tell her that her baby's Peter Dinklage. I'm not like you. We are so cute and cuddly. Don't Is discriminate that blonde us. chick of a porn star? I can't believe Dinklage did this movie. I think that's Kate Hudson. And she just said, back off Goldie Hawn. Deep cut right there. I'm ready for an adult relationship. What is this man doing in What the fuck is happening? 
how did they get these what? actors to play in this film? A walk down the aisle. Uh, Stephen's a, he's a very lucky guy. I just hope he's smart enough. Are they getting married in a cemetery? The yeah. There'll be rough patches. There's no doubt about it. Canal Plus and <gasps> proudly What? Commands performances. Patricia Arquette. Patricia Arquette. They literally the said "Rule of, of a Lifetime." Yeah. <laughs> I missed this episode of Mr. Show. <laughs> well, they were right. Did you see how little that baby was? Oh, they were right. That's yeah. Oh, Glory Days. I saw that uh, movie. I can't believe that. I've never heard of this film. Is it, and There's Haas, a reason why. You watched this film, and, and how was it, Haas? Uh, it's bad. It's real bad. It has the production quality of, like, a Skinamax movie. <laughs> it looked like it. It, it was looked awful. I can't believe they yeah, got dude, Gary Oldman to be in it. does not look good. It must have been after Sahara. Um, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm shaken <laughs> that... that is a legitimate movie that was released. Hey, um, so it says 2003. Yeah. Um, can someone just look up Matthew McConaughey and what what else is he doing in that time? Because it was so weird to see. Was is that, is that the- before her and Kate Brickensale were, like, famous or – because well, how? Yeah. What? Yeah, McConaughey exactly. Was or, but Gary Oldman's in it. So this yeah, was, but that was a, yeah, but it was for him it was a role of a lifetime. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I mean, <laughs> this yeah. man I'm not sure, do you have to watch it again because it's a role of a lifetime. I'm not sure if you heard. I, I hear right. I missed that part, I think. <laughs> the funny thing is I put Matthew McConaughey 2003, the first thing that pops up, tiptoes. Yeah, well, it oh. was uh, it the was, fact that that exists is like like could the week, the month get any weirder? Yeah, right. You're right still this because trailer. Because when that, I thought this was a joke. I thought this was like for Saturday Night Live. Okay. So I had to really research it to make sure it was a real movie. Just so, so he did Reign of Fire in 2002 with Christian yep. Bale. I like that movie. That was a great movie. Great movie. Toes comes out and then apparently How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. That was a, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days was before Tiptoes. Hey, Lorena makes me watch that once a year, by the way. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Yeah, that's a good look. Sahara was yeah. two years after. Here's my guess. He shot it in like the mid to late nineties, right? And then all of a sudden, like he got famous, and the people were like, "Oh my god, we can get this release now." That's my only guess. But, but like but Patricia guy, Arquette was in it. She's she was halfway uh, decent at that time. Uh, Peter Dinklage, Dinkl- and Gary Oldman. Dinklage was there wasn't anybody. No, at that but time. I'm saying like, but Gary Oldman, Gary Oldman was and Kate Beckinsale. Somebody owed somebody something. Yeah, I think because uh, when did Pearl Harbor come out? Because Kate Beckinsale was in Pearl Harbor. I think that came 2000, out. 2000, 2001. 2000. Yeah. yeah so she was in she Underworld, was, wasn't she? she yeah. yeah. She was already heated up, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, if, if that's But she looks that. younger in that movie yes. than yes. in Pearl Harbor. So yes. I think I might have no, my hands up here. I'm looking it up. It was produced in like 2002. Wow. Oh, wow. We tried for you, Matthew. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you got to own it? this. Are we going to take the Oscar it? back? Because I mean, you might have that to. might have started the reconnaissance if you think about it. <laughs> started the reconnaissance. Yeah, he went to Tropic There's, Thunder a few years later. That it's like, all right, it's time to get serious and do some Dallas oh, buying. Sahara was after that. So, so here's a a terrible thing I just happened to see in the oh. quotes section for this movie. Yeah. I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to put it in the little chat so you can see it. <laughs> but good lord, it's too bad they didn't have this little gem in the in the trailer. There was a. There's a two hour and a half director's what? cut of this movie. Oh, 
<laughs> what is? Oh, what? To get down to reading that? Oh, yeah, this is, I have to wash my eyes out with soap. That is bad news. Didn't we talk about this before? Wait a minute, time out. This was in the movie. What is this? Yeah, yeah this was so. So I'm Go looking ahead. at IMDb and it's just quotes from this movie. Oh, because I was looking God. to see if the, I could find production notes. Like, because like Johnny said, just the quality of it, man, it makes it look like it's old as can be. But and then that was under the quotes from the movie. Oof, that was bad. how crazy is it? Is it? There's so much crazy, bizarre stuff on the internet that we've only just seen this now. <laughs> like, this <laughs> should have been one of the first things that we saw once the internet got going. But we invented the internet so that everybody could see this now. Yeah, I think people are now. need to watch this. I mean, especially if they're fans of McConaughey's. And Oldman. I was a fan of Oldman. Was? Well, after this. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman's one of the most talented oh, actors is. on I the love planet. Him. He's, he's well, did fantastic. you see him in Tiptoes? Maybe, maybe. Okay, so you know <laughs> no, that he's Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy idolizes Gary Oldman. So oh. maybe this flop. Tom Hardy must have researched so this film That's what I'm saying. So Capone. he can compone it. You know, Full like, Capone. I got to compone it now. I got to compone it. Run with this. My guy did tiptoes, and I'm going to do this, dude. You don't have to follow hey, everybody's pitfalls. As an official viewer of this movie, uh-huh. a connoisseur, if you will, why, why is it called Tiptoes? So I actually heard about this movie from a podcast a couple years ago. And Jesse and I were like, is that, are they is this for real? Did they finance some kind of spoof trailer? And we sought it out. And if I remember correctly, the title refers to like, you know, having to, this is not something I have a ton of experience with, but having to stand on your tiptoes to reach something. Ah, oh, okay. Well. That, yeah, that, makes, that sense. makes perfect sense. Yeah, sure does. Filmed in 2002. After questioning the title of the film and it making so much sense, like I have, I do now have a respect for the, um, for the art. Okay, well, let's move on to it and even a worse trailer if that's possible. Let's uh let's do it. Here we go. Christy was an ordinary teenager. What was that? But she hated her stepfather. Oh shit. Paul. Well. Hello. Mom. We caught him cheating on you. This bull asked me to pick her up at her house because she couldn't get to the agency. That's bullshit. Hey, watch your mouth, Christy. It became an obsession with her. What the fuck is happening? In Michael Winners. Oh shit! <gasps> That's a tumble. Scream for help! My stepfather just tried to murder my mother. Paul did it. I know he did. Christy, stop! But he fixed it to kill mom. Christy, don't talk like that. You've been crazy to get Paul Fox ever since he married your mother. Acting, beautiful. Nobody believed. <laughs> Imagination or fact. What the fuck she is she looking at? Find out. Janie, please help me. What were they doing? This is the best. What were they doing? <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> is that what she said? Yeah. I didn't hear that. Look at this. Oh, shit. <laughs> the, the reaction. How's that was running? a crazy run. That yeah, dude that was weird. <laughs> and I don't run. What the filmation taught him how to run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what, when he does it, it works? Of course, the baby and the kid. <laughs> he did this. Paul Fox. No, you can't drive. Man, the new Fast and the Furious you. looks weird. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the Invisible Man? She no. Give up. <laughs> Look at this. 
She followed him, obviously. She's on a bike. She's on a bike following him. I used to have a car. Look at the Polaroid. Look at this. Oh, oh wow. wow. Hey. Whoa. Hey. What kind of preview was this? Hey, watch out now. Look at this. Okay, it's, what I don't understand is there's some random new dude. Oh. Random new dude beating up the guy that's the villain, but then he oh, becomes Fox. the villain. Like, oh, whoa. Oh, what? The? I'm done. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now there's a bunch of... Ruthless killers. <laughs> nice explosion. The terror that invaded her home. Who is this guy now? Michael Winner, director of Death. Oh well, Death Wish. There you go. I can't even. I don't know what's happening. What? You see it by you... John, John Paul, Paul Jones. Jones. What? It said that. <laughs> How good is it in these eighties? trailers where they just tell you the whole movie like, like there was so much like uh, but, but what happened there there was like, a and villain then happens, and, and then, then there was happens. another villain that came in and beat up the other villain i yeah i don't know what the hell just happened there but that Tom was, you know what wrote it. he must have been young when that happens you scream for hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, for, I i don't know how people listening can grasp what we just saw Right. Scream for yeah. help. That was awful. The last two trailers have been horrific. I'm going to put the show notes in there so you can definitely watch with us because that was awful. Maybe even I'll put something there's on YouTube or something. There's nudity. Or there is nudity, though. There, that is a thing. There is side there's boob. Odd. There's side boob. I think that was more back boob. Backside uh, areola. Under. Under boob. Under, Thank you, Keith. There it is. Thank you. Hanging boob. Yeah. Tom Hanging boobs. under boob. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging under boob. Well, oh, my God. Look at this. Hey, in the credits, it's music by John Paul Jones. Yeah, that's what uh, Eric was saying. Hey, that's that's a player for Led Zeppelin. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, really? Tom okay, he's, he's my friend back in Melbourne. Okay, so that's <laughs> you, you name drop all you like. All right, <laughs> it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Oof. Well, there's your trailer trashed. Jesus. Times two. Now we are going to jump in a game that I want to play because. As you guys know that I've screwed up some words uh, yeah. recently in, in life, and I normally do it in songs, and I want to do a little game here with everybody on our 200th episode. We're going to play a music minute. What's the lyrics? There's a science behind this. They're called mondegreens, and they happen when we're hearing the same exact acoustic information that everybody else hears when the song is on, okay, like a popular song. But for some reason, communication totally breaks down. This is according to the New Yorker, by the way. No one really knows exactly why this happens. It could be because we can't always see the singer's face or have other clues to help us with the context. For example, if we heard a song via video like we all used to do, except for Boo, on MTV, we know what the song lyrics were. So now we're going to play some songs for our guests. We're going to try to get their interpretations of what these lines are. Are you ready for this? Because all of our games have been going really well lately. That was quite an introduction. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, this and, has been and a if good it's game. we didn't start the fire, I'm out. Um, no, it's definitely not we didn't start the fire. I will tell you the actual songs first. It's going to be Dancing Queen, a line, a famous line from Dancing Queen. Then it's Blinded by the Light by Manfred Mann. And I know that all of us on the Sith list know what it is because we went over this. And then it's R.E.M.'s Sidewinder Sleeps Tonight. Um, Eric, I sent you a, uh, the audio files. I did some editing to give a little taste of the intro to these guys so they know the song. 
the chorus will come on and and then there's a pause. You can just pause it at the pause. So they okay. can Okay. Steel, Haas, and Johnny, this is on you. Okay. <laughs> Steel, blinded by the light. Dude, I'm tripping out that it says the lyrics are actually rev up like a douche. Like, <laughs> like I've never listened to the lyrics close enough to hear that. So when I heard that, I was like, I can't focus on what's coming. I'm dealing with what I've already heard. Right. What, what, what does this lyric mean? I don't know what revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. You know what a, oh, it's a deuce, deuce is? A, it's the car. Yeah. What kind of car? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Beach Boys have a song, right? A deuce coupe. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. okay. The I'm song. And I, I heard that one was little. There it is. There it is. I yes. hope Johnny knows this, but the song was originally done by Springsteen. Oh, I did not. I did not tell oh. him. I'm sorry. His so, version is better. And you can make out what he actually I, I, I hope it's better. Than, it's got to be better. The misheard lyric that everybody thinks it is, is wrapped up like a douche and another rumor in the night. But douche. still, obviously got it because you looked it up. Revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Okay. What do you mean? I, I, I looked it up, so I got it. I, I you, listened to the lyrics just then. Oh, you thought it was, you, you really knew it was revved up like a deuce? Bullshit. But, but he says douche. Like when he no, says it. I yeah, had, he puts no, it. I had, that's what I'm saying. I had no idea. Like, I don't know yeah. what the lyrics were, but I definitely never thought they were revved up like a dude. Hey, Hold on, key question. Uh, was it, uh, <laughs> Eric, so you being in a band and, you know, music and stuff like that, would he change it or was there an a emphasis on it on purpose? Is he making a joke? Or because he could have just said revved up like a deuce in it. I think it would have sounded the same. Is revved there- up like a deuce, another runner in the night. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe not, not that, you know, uh, slower on purpose. <laughs> Another runner in the night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, but well, Eric, it's, it, it's did he like, do that on what, purpose or, or what is that? Cause it's, it's, he's saying douche. Let's be honest. I don't, I don't think it's, it's, it's not a hard douche, but what ends up happening <laughs> is, it's like, you're very tall Calican. It's, yeah, it's, it's in, like, <laughs> it's like, a, a lot of times oh. singers, well done. singers will like take the letter S and turn it to a, a soft Z just uh-huh. to make it easier to like, so that it doesn't sound like sound like you're saying revved up like a deuce, another runner in the night. You're trying to ch- switch from that long, that hard S sound to the A. Mm. Then he's just, it's just a technique to soften it. It's probably just something that happened organically over trying to figure it out when they were rehearsing it. Okay. Wow. All right. Great, great, great break. Great explanation. This has been strong. All right. Others. Mr. <laughs> Burkhart, next one's for you. Watch that scene digging the dancing queen. You got 90% of it. What's the first line? 
I didn't. All I heard were watch that scene, okay. dig in. Okay, the I'll give it to you. Queen. It's see that girl, watch that scene, dig in the dancing queen. You're correct, Haas. Most people think it's see that girl, watch her scream, kicking the dancing queen. I, I like that one better. I do too. I do too. Well done. <laughs> so we're two for two. No pressure on this one, which is probably the hardest. Uh, Johnny? Is it Eminem? It is definitely not Eminem. <laughs> it's R-E-M. It's R-E-M, Rapid Eye Movement. And it's one of their most misquoted songs in their catalog. Oh, here we go. Yeah. All right. I think right. I know. Uh, what do you think? He said, he said, he. <laughs> Tony, boy. Tony, boy. Tony, Tony got away again. Ooh. Huh? Okay. Tony got Tony away. Got again. away what again. I think it is. If it's Tony what I think it is, you're, you're kind of close. Okay. So most people think it's calling Jamaica. I didn't hear calling call Jamaica. Jamaica. No. I didn't hear that. It's call me oh. when you try to wake her. Yeah. But I don't know how hmm. he gets all of those words. In that sentence. Yeah. How was I close? I was wrong as shit. Yeah, you were wrong. Sorry. Better than calling Jamaica. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to let these guys see either here the next one. And this is for all of us. Um, Here we go. go. Just let me stay for the record. Just let me speak for the record. Let, let me just stay, stay there for the forever. State for the record. Let me just stay there forever. Let me just state for the record. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me just state for the record. Yes. Let me just state for the record. Okay. Let me stay there forever. Just let me staple the vicar. Okay. <laughs> the vicar. All right. Rewind it. Rewind it and play it. Just let me staple the vicar. No. no watch. That, I'm telling you what people I think. I guess you could think that if you're dumb. <laughs> I just think it's just okay. Here we go. Just let me stay for the record. Yeah, let me just stay for the record. Yeah. Just let me stay for the record. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, guys. Good job. Well done. Well done. The REM one was the toughest one. Um, but you haven't listened to Rap God by Eminem. Try that on for size. I will not try it on for size. But hey, I will. Do you, know, do you know what was tough about it? What? When I played my round, I thought the game was I had to guess the next line. Oh, no. So I had no idea what was going on. Oh, <laughs> shit. What we had here is a failure. To little did I know I did get the game right. Now. You did. I had no you idea did. what the game was. You got it right. You got it, like, absolutely right. That's why I thought you looked it up. I was like, you nailed it. I, I feel like I, I, like, inspector gadgeted it. You did. You MacGyvered it. Here's some of the other songs that most people mess up. Uh, Money for Nothing and the Chicks for Free by Dire Straits. Money for Nothing and the Chips for Free? I That's stupid, right? I hope the I've chip- always thought it was and the chips are free. You always thought that? I, I, Every I time I heard that song, it was money like for money nothing, is for nothing, nothing and the, the chips okay, are free. Okay, okay, maybe that's okay like, then. I, it, always thought I, thought that. It was, I thought it was something like and the chicks are free. The, the chicks are your chicks, chicks for, free. for free. Yeah, money for nothing and your chicks for free. I, I prefer chips for free. It sounds like he's sitting down at a Mexican restaurant and they just put the <laughs> chips and salsa down right there. <laughs> the next one, we built this city on rock and roll. <laughs> we built the city on sausage rolls. <laughs> I would have never. 
I See, never heard that. No, this is why I prefer Every it. Every time I heard Sauces that song, rolls. I That's never hilarious. heard that. Now, this one is interesting because I thought any everybody knew this. It doesn't make a difference if we make it or not. Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer. People think it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. That's okay. That's fine. It does make bon a difference. Way, and, and makes makes a, a massive difference. It does make a difference. You're right. And then... I, this one's just stupid. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. And that was, I think, I think friends had that. Oh, Tiny, tiny Dancer. Dancer. Tiny. Hold me closer, Tony Danza. That's yeah. a thing. God damn it, that's good. You should so, make people sing along to that. It's yeah. impossible. Some some of these artists should take these songs and just give them, just make a, just make a, uh, make some fun with it, like parody their own song with what people think they hear. Yeah, that would be really well, good. Well, I think it's, it, the band is definitely Bush. And I think it's Glycerine, like Bad Moon Rising. And it, it sounds oh, like bad moon rising, but it's yeah. like blood moon rising, and it sounds nothing like blood. God, that goddamn Kevin Rossdale. I'm just trying to remember the actual song. No, it was. It it's a one five six four all the way through. It's exact same there chord progression go. as um, when I come around and good. <laughs> Get the life nerd and uh, tons of songs. It's it was just slower slow. song. Oh, good, yeah, good. Oh, okay, I get it. Oh, I used to oh, karaoke. Oh, oh. Don't let the may, may, go. may I ask a question? Absolutely. So, Carlos, yes, did you did you go to Britney's house in like some sort of radiation <laughs> suit? Uh yes, yes. It, it, it looks like I I was cooking meth in her garage. Yeah, that was that was a surprise there on her birthday. Yeah, you breaking batted it. I breaking batted it. Yeah, because I I put on because my my original plan, you know, the little surprise had a sign that said "Not even quarantine or or not even a pandemic can keep me away on your birthday." Right. At her gift and all that. So yeah, so I I dressed up and I looked like I was either cooking meth or I was handling radioactive materials. Yes. But was, did you stay in costume the entire time? Absolutely. Like, did you? Did you really? Yeah, for safety purposes. Yeah. So you can get out of the suit. I did not get out of the suit. No. Did she get in the suit? <laughs> <laughs> that you guys didn't replay the naked gun scene. Naked. <laughs> that, that's the, the, that's something that we will uh, keep within the suit. Right. Yeah. So. so so my question, Boo, is was the suit like part of like the joke, the cute birthday gift mm-hmm. idea, which I thought is a, I think is adorable, or were you like dead ass serious? Well, uh, half and half to be cute and serious at the same time. Mm. I think you, but I think a cute and serious. Oh, so you nailed it. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, no, I, I got out of the suit. No, that was just, that was just for the, for the cuteness and things like that. Yeah. Did you have a boom box above? Well, no, no? cause I, I had to hold the sign. <laughs> yeah. your oh my God. Cause I, cause I know, you know, Brittany was, you know, I listened to her podcast and you know, she was, you know, isolating pretty hard. And so, yep. yeah, when I, I actually, I was like, oh my God, he stayed in the suit. This is crazy. <laughs> no, What's happening? No. But then she said he was in the pool. That sounds, <laughs> and then I'm picturing you in the suit in the pool. And that sounds that's, fun too. That's, that's <laughs> dangerous. That's like a soggy condom. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not fun at all. I, I probably would have drowned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mask and all. That would, that would defeat the purpose of being safe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or would you be like an astronaut in space? Mm. Oh, SpaceX. Yeah. Very, very I think we should try. Someone get him in the suit and throw him in a pool. <laughs> I still have it all. The whole get up. Yeah. See, my head. It sounds like that scene from ET where all the guys are in those things. So that sounds like oh, the least yeah. romantic. You, you, you sound evil. You're like the like Big Brother. I know. The, what the is space it? Company. 
Yeah, no, what is it? I When I put on the suit right before Brittany got there and I walked back into the living room where the rest of the Brown family was, I was, I was like, all right, I'm here for E.T. Where is he at? <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's so great. Where's, where's that motherfucker? What, what did Rusty say? Oh, he, uh, he, he just wanted to go to Chili's. He didn't get he didn't want, Yeah, he was at Chili's, actually. No, yeah. no, he was at work, so sadly he didn't oh, see it. Damn, yeah. it. damn it. That would have been great. I miss Rusty Brown. I know, I know. He says hi. Oh, okay. Thanks. For Whenever speaking. I hear his name, I just get hungry. Yeah, yeah. I'm so affiliated with the Chili's Corporation that yeah. like, spokesperson. Just, and my question for um, Eric was: in the background of your video, you can see all your little black series figures with all the reds. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the introduction of those like portraits on the side and like how, like what what's your collector OCD opinion of them? I think they're neat looking. I really like the packaging. Honestly, the main reason that all of those are sitting there in boxes the way they are is I just don't have any place to take them out and stand them all up. But um, I think the new boxes are great. I am in a position where I've got to face the reality that there's no way that I could afford to stay on top of them all. I just can't. I don't have the space and I don't have the money. Oh my! Four years ago, I got out of that scene. It just got too hard. And some really cool Black Series stuff coming out too, right? Did you hear that the Stormtroopers are doing the COVID separation stuff at the uh, Florida yeah, park? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty crazy. They're standing on roofs and telling you and they're walking around separating people if they're too close and if they don't have masks on. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really that's cool. cool. <laughs> no, I hadn't heard that. <laughs> that's really cool. They're yeah, they have um, like recorded voices, like mm-hmm. recorded like sort of covid mask related things that they say occasionally to audience members i think when they press a button or something like that i saw the new i was sort of just like i don't even have time to work out if this is a good or a bad or an odd thing like (laughs) i i I just don't have that mental capacity right now so i'll just like it's happening let it probably harm i don't think i don't think it's a good idea for them to do that because uh, they, they shouldn't go up to people and talk to them because those masks filter out smoke not toxins how dare you, oh. How dare you to be King Tom right now? <laughs> Excellent work, well sir. Well yes. Thank you. Well done. Yes. Thank you. On that, note. I mean, if you got to make the announcements, you, you know, keeping it in universe is cool. Yeah. But um, man, oh man, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a very unique next few months figuring out like how to enforce all that because from a liability standpoint alone, it's a necessity. The litigious nature of people will come on strong in in things like this. And insurance companies are like, here's what you got to do if you want to stay open. So you better figure it out. Corporation like that, man, where you're like your your insurance company has to be behind you at full blast. Yeah. And I saw that Universal Studios here in Hollywood, California is is pushing the governor to reopen theme parks because they're ready to go. They want to open up. Yeah, what is it? The San Diego Zoo and Safari uh-huh. Park, Legoland, right. SeaWorld, they're all pushing for that. Because mm-hmm. like right now, SeaWorld's like big time. Summertime, you got water, animals, all that. Yeah, they're ready to go. And then some of the studios, Bloomhouse is, is one going to be one of the first ones to go back to the studios. They're itching to do it. And I saw that the state of Georgia has opened up their filming. And Stranger Things 4 is going to go into production pretty soon. They have a whole guideline list of things, how to be safe and all that stuff. So they're going to reopen. And then what is it? The Batman has started filming again. Yep. And yep. then Mission Impossible 7 uh, starts filming again in September. Right. 
Is, it, is that uh, one in space? No, not that's, yet. No, 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 no. That's, that's his other crazy. That's Top Gun 2. <laughs> AMC has said that there's a real strong likelihood they're not going to be able to stay in business now after this, the theater chain. And um, of course. I didn't look to see exactly what numbers they were throwing around, but... Well, typically in a move like in a move like that, the way they put it out there, that's the you better come and support us or we're not going to be able to stay open move. You know what I mean? As opposed to we're seriously considering closing. It's like that. Don't let this be a don't know what you got until it's gone situation. Get in here and spend some money. They're building this beautiful brand new dine in AMC massive Massive right across the street from us here at my house. And it's, that just that that's supposed to open up within months. They're still building it. They're, they're still going at yet. it. No, no, they're not done yet. Fuck. Wasn't maybe Amazon going to buy them or something like that? Isn't that what the, they're probably going to buy them? Make warehouses out of them. No, uh, I think it was either Netflix was talking about buying them or Voodoo or someone okay. a streaming platform was thinking about buying. them. I wouldn't mind that. But like, like. It's not in my lifestyle to go to the cinema anymore unless it's like a major film. But like if AMC, which is, you know, just cinemas in malls are saying, oh, we're, we might close up. Are people going to come out in some sort of grassroots support for them? Like, is that, do, no. do, like, do people love cinemas that much? But I just mean like, are people like, oh, if we don't go to the theater at the mall, it's going to close down. We better go. Like it, it, it's yeah, sort of. Probably not. No. Not in these nah. times, no. Like, like, it's a bit different when it's like the local restaurant or comic yeah. book shop or something yeah. like that. Right, but right. Mom and Pop's place. It's, it's, it's like, right. oh, my God, the, the old Navy is in trouble at the mall. We <laughs> yeah, better yeah, go down the there. Thing. Yeah, or the North Shore. I, I need khakis. <laughs> I need khakis. <laughs> right. The last thing I want to talk about is comic book TV movie news. There's some Spawn news. Speaking of Bloomhouse. They uh, they're taking over the Spawn franchise. I didn't know that. Did we talk about that before? I don't think, I think we, we did. We did. Yeah, I think we talked. I know about that. that we had a McFarland quote here and there, but Bloomhouse has taken over Spawn. Haas, were you ever into Spawn at all? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For a hot oh. moment, minute, oh, right when on. it was okay. the thing to be into. Um, hey, Haas, take this yeah. as you wish or will. But when Araj said. Hawes, were you into Spawn? In my head, I was just picturing 90s Hawes, and I was like, there is no way 90s Hawes was, was not into Spawn. Just, yeah, that's, uh, why I went, I mean, that's why I went to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, a big time. I yeah. actually I, thought the, the first movie was good when I was a kid. So I still yep, think it's me good. Too. Yeah, it's I pretty like good. It. I still yeah, think it's, it's a good, good movie. Yeah, I do too. It's right there. It, and it came out along with Blade. And, and Bloomhouse is taking over. That's oh, pretty Blade pretty was epic. so good. Yeah, Blade was good. Um, I can't the next Blade. I thought it was. I, I'm sure if I watched it now, it'd be terrible. But at the time, I, I, like I, I wasn't. I was like, oh, yeah, that was sick. Yeah. Spawn. Yeah, it was well, the, we got I, the. Um, I, I bought the NTSC, the American format video VHS of the animated movie. The one from a was comic on book. HBO. HBO. Yeah, yeah from was, a comic book shop in Melbourne really for like eighty bucks or something. Oh, it was, sure. and at like. Yeah, you I be. watched the hell out of it. Because we didn't, in Australia had no access to that sort of stuff. And then I've got this like dark, gritty, like cartoon is like, oh my God. It was it was like contraband. It was it was very cool, but very expensive in retrospect. Do you guys remember when that first Spawn movie came out? There was a big controversy because the ending scenes that are set in hell look so bad, like the yeah. CG is so bad. Yeah. And people were like man, industrial light and magic really messed up on this. And they had to come out and make a statement. ILM did where they were like, 
that wasn't us. We did not do any of that special effects work. Wow. Yeah, we I can make hell that. look so much oh, better. It, yeah, it, yeah the, the CG, yeah, if you look at it, it looks terrible. It looks like CD-ROM. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Doom, the first Doom-like game. Yeah. Did any of you guys collect the figures? Oh, yeah. I did. I, did. I, I had, had one. Yeah, I, had I one. went they through were that. Pretty I still got them. Red. Oh, do you? Because I, I, I never did. I was just on Power of the Force 2. But I'd buy um, like Toy Mart's action figure digest or whatever and Toy Fair and stuff. And, yeah, that seemed like the hot – like I think in Toy Fair they'd have like the hottest toys – hottest 10 toys of the month or whatever. And it was always these spawn variants. And it was such a, like a sign of that, that nineties action figure boom. Mm-hmm. Like I got the variants and stuff. I got one for you, steal for wasting money. You ready? I bought for like $125 a spawn action figure. It came with like a comic and a VHS tape all in one big package. Oh, shit. $125. That's that's about right. That's Uh, a dumb 16-year-old right there. (laughs) All the McFarlane toys were actually pretty badass because they took some of the Image Comics line and made toys out of them. So I don't know if any of you guys remember Wills Portacio, who who created Bishop from X-Men. He had a comic series called Wetworks, mm, and yep. the art was fucking amazing. But the toys were just as badass. Like, and it was all like if you bought Spawn, you would get pieces. Like, it was like all part of the same universe. Wetworks was Johnny's nickname when he was sixteen. Oh, <laughs> buying the Spawn set, yeah, for one hundred twenty-five dollars. Hey, might have been more. I'm interested, <laughs> King Tom. What's your take on Todd McFarlane? He's Got talent, but it's not always my style. That's fair. Uh, you know, I think he he revitalized Spider Man in a lot of way, but at the same time, when I think of Spider Man, it's not always McFarlane Spider Man. Mm-hmm. And I I think he did something great for comic book artists by helping start Image, but at the same time, I think it led to a whole bunch of other problems. Well, he's kind of a douche, and he's very much a douche. Yeah, as yeah. much as Rob uh, <laughs> no. Zigfield. Zeitfeld, yeah, he's a douche. Yeah, was was um Todd McFarlane blinded by the light by chance? I was trying to test out how to make that joke. Couldn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) He would have been a douche. His his animation was copied, if I'm not mistaken. For Pearl Jam, used it for a video. Yeah, they used one of it there. They used it for one of his one of their videos. Do the evolution. He did it for them. Yes, do the evolution. That's right. He also drew the cover for Korn's third album, Follow the Leader. Yeah. So, I mean, he has influence, but I understand. Sometimes it's not some, you know, people's style, but. He's going to be very involved in this. And Jason Bloom was talking about. Oh, that's got to piss Liefeld off. There's (laughs) there's, uh, big news coming soon. He can't say what it is. He was talking to comicbook.com and he can't say what it is, but he said the spawn. He said within the next two or three weeks, you're going to hear that word a lot. Oh so no! Liefeld's well, gonna lose it, dude. Yeah. Why? Yeah, Why? Explain. Because he, they didn't reach out for to him about Deadpool three or a possible Deadpool three, and I think he went on this Twitter rant and Instagram rant. Am I wrong, guys? He's no, he's right. very salty about everything he's, Marvel. He's yeah, he doesn't like the new uh, direction. The apparently, you know, with like the quote woke agenda. And, you know, representation, he's like, all the comics now and comic movies now are nothing. You should just go back to 
basically when he was at the top of the hill. Well, okay. Well, you know what? He started off nice. He's uh, Rob Liefeld started off uh, drawing for Marvel, drawing house style, apparently. I mean, I, I don't know everything, but he ultimately got a chance to, because of his art, him, Todd McFarlane, Jim Lee, those guys got a chance to run very important titles. And Rob Liefeld was working on X-Books. I think he got, am I wrong, King Tom? He got X-Force. Yeah, it was New Mutants. He did New yeah. Mutants for like two years, and it turned into X Force. That's right. And he create he's create he's credited with creating Deadpool, Cable, Strife. Like there's characters that he's credited with creating. You know, like we've said before, sometimes you create a character doesn't mean that the product that everybody's familiar with was your original creation. A lot of Deadpool's personality didn't come out until after he life yeah, left. He left. Yes. Interesting. Ah, got you. So just the black and red costume really is all he's responsible so, for. So then what's mm-hmm. his relation to Spawn? He left with Todd McFarlane and Jim Lee. Oh, and they uh, started the Image. And they started yeah. Image, yeah. Wills Portacio. Uh, you know, they were still, some of those guys were still working for Marvel. And, you know, people, please help me out if I'm wrong. And then, but they started Image and he was one of the guys. And basically every, if you look at them, Am I wrong, King Tom? Every hero that he created pretty much looked the same. Yeah, and he just... It was one of those things where he couldn't meet deadlines and his art style was... Like, there's... Marvel tried to bring him and the other guys back after a few years, and there's an infamous picture of Captain America. Plastic surgery chest? Yes. He's got got a huge rack. And he's like... Yeah, it's the perspective. It's just bad art. And... Mm. Uh, Liefeld has been known for not knowing how to draw feet, not knowing how to draw mouths, not knowing how to draw pretty much anything. That's he caught lightning he, in a bottle. At one point, he, he was able to produce some amazing stuff, and then it just he got into his own groove or got that's lazy. A perfect, but, perfect but way. Struthers loves him because he knows a good neck. That's right. That's <laughs> that's my that's the thing right there. <laughs> Dude, speaking of great neck, I so no no hang on. Josh Chapman, Josh Chapman did this did this Mon Mothma as the Metallica logo T-shirt. Wow! And dude, I jump on T Public whenever I was grabbing some stuff with the Motivators logo on it, and I'm like, oh, I'll check out oh, that there shirt. It is. That's cool, right there. So I see it. I just Google Mon. All right, search Mon Mothma. There it is. Boom! I get it. Dude, the one I got is not Star Wars spelt out. It's something somebody else did before, and it says Mon Mothma in Metallica, and then it's got Mon Mothma's face, and it's Justice for Alderaan. Oh, and it is shit. That's Brad. So I sent Josh a picture. I'm like, yeah, dude, I shouldn't have ordered this from my phone with, without glasses. <laughs> well, no, it might, Eric, it might not be that. We have listeners that have ordered the COVID masks, you know, just the okay. mask uh-huh. with Sith, Sithless logos, and they're coming totally different. Boo. Yeah, so my so my roommate Johnny he ordered a Sithless mask right when they were available. on T Public on T Public right right when they were made available and so he orders it great he gets his first before we Raj and I get ours and it comes in and it is a uh, is it is Operation Flaming or Blazing Sword I think it's Flaming Sword I yeah think. which is a uh, which is a LGBT Some, community sounds, yeah. um, initiative to teach 
LGBTQ members, how to use firearms and things like that. Which is cool. It's a very cool. Ma- Actually, when I saw the mask, I was like, you know what? That's fucking awesome. But it has like a rainbow and everything. It has a rainbow, a flaming sword and all that. Right. So it is definitely not the mask he ordered. Not the mask he so ordered. So there's some so, mix-ups yeah. going on over there at yeah. T-Public. Dude, Eric, so. I-, I love it's your 200th episode. And your sizzle for your merchandise store is, hey, you guys, you <laughs> might not shoot. get what you order. <laughs> and if you do get the of wrong our hands. thing, it might be for the best. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It might be better than the stuff that we give you. So Sweet sizzle. S- sweet sizzle. Good stuff. How about someone at a gun range is just like opened up a Sithless mask? Yeah, that's what exactly. I said. Switched, yeah, that's what yeah. I said. They're pissed. Yeah. I, you know, at least what my roommate got isn't bad. The other guy's like, the fuck is this? Right. There's no idea what it is. Ah, well, I guess we'll end it on that one. <laughs> First of all, I wanted to thank and visit Ma- T Public. <laughs> yeah, please visit T Public and Sithless on it. First of all, appreciate Johnny Steele Hawes. Thank you so much for coming on, staying up late, and hanging out with us. We are honored that you guys spend our number two hundred with us. So thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. I live in California, so it's so much of an effort. It's uh, it's one seventeen here in Jersey, and I get up at five forty-five. Oh my but, god! Uh, thank you. I'm sorry. Completely, complete. No, completely worth it. Uh, I love you guys. Congratulations on two hundred, and I thank- really consider you guys all close friends. Thank you. We do too, buddy. We do too. And I wanted to thank Boo, uh, Les, uh, Eric, and King Tom for coming every single week, coming in with strong takes, and we have a good time. When we Boo and I first started this thing was. I think four years ago mm-hmm. already almost Shit. yeah Next and, month and we did it in front of a laptop at his house because there was a wedding shower here uh, for Lorena my whole goal was to start a podcast to make friends and to have the podcast feel like we're all at a bar mm-hmm. drinking having a good time and talking about nerdy stuff and Star Wars and I think that's exactly how I feel every single week so appreciate and, everything you guys do and to meet George Lucas yes and to meet George Lucas uh, um, yes absolutely You've nailed it. I've been like, cause we're, we're, I don't know how many years we're into this isolation thing, but it, it's been a few decades, I'm sure. And all week, I'm just like, oh, this is going to be my big night out yeah. at the yes. bar with, with the squad. Yes. So, yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to this all week. So, it's yeah, that, been, uh, that's awesome. That's exactly good what I'm here. Yeah, no, great times. And thank you guys again for like potting it forward. And we, you know, that's our whole thing is, Somebody sent me a message like, what, what's some advice you give to when we just start a podcast? I just have fun. Mm-hmm. Just have fun and don't make it a job. Make it like you're going out and having a good time with your buddies. So thank you. And Eric, again, King Tom, Les, and Boo, appreciate you guys. No, thank, thank you. you. It's all it's all your brainchild. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, man, you work your ass off on this show, mm-hmm. Barrage. I got to tell you, man, I, I, I know I tease you a lot, but huge props from a content standpoint and from like the producer standpoint as well. You do great work on this. So thank you for everything you do. And thank you for having me on the show, man. Of course. And I'm trying to listen to Steel a little bit and not put too much sound effects and shit on and sound bites <laughs> Still says he gets nervous every time and gets anxious every time he listens to the podcast because there's so many sound bites. <laughs> oh, I just know that you've you've got little Malik and it's it's yeah I know it's a I lot know. of work. I know it is it's a lot, lot of work. work. But 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 admittedly there is a lot of stuff you should cut out. So yeah. uh, you know it's give and take. <laughs> yeah, no. well and I have and like I have. A- it's like something like I said recently, man, if I ever start feeling guilty about editing my podcast on company time, my podcast is doomed. Right. I know it's, it's harder at work. It's been a lot easier. I just go, we go to work and I edit the shit out of my podcast and I feel like I'm getting paid for it. I feel like a professional podcaster here at home. 
you know, I got responsibilities. <laughs> just just have the kids sit on your knee and just listen to the podcast. Yeah. yeah. No, I've done that. Trust me, I've done that. To all the listeners, by the way, thank you so mm-hmm. much for emailing, voicemailing, listening to us. We really, really, really appreciate it week in and week out. And we can't wait to hit up another 200. And for the people that sent emails and voicemails, I promise you we're going to go over them next week. We thank you from the bottom of our heart. Really appreciate everybody out there that reaches out to us, interacts with us. It's It's been fun. And I hope we can keep this going. We got a good thing going. Here. Absolutely. Yeah. We will catch you next week on episode number 201 of The Sit List.
dreams, all of which are American dreams, all of which are American dreams. So I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. My eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. 